Welcome to Saturday Story Circle from the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated G for general audience. And now, Decoder Ring Theatre presents the continuing adventures of Canada's greatest superhero, that scourge of the underworld, hunter of those who prey upon the innocent, that marvelous masked mystery man known only as the Red Panda! The Red Panda, mysterious masked marvel, hunts the most dangerous game of all, traitors, saboteurs, and criminals that would destroy our way of life. Aided by that fearless fighting female known only as the Flying Squirrel, he fights for freedom and justice, that all who would oppose him may feel the wrath of the Red Panda! This episode, From the Ashes. Where are we going? Not much further. So you keep saying. I thought you had news about the Red Panda's plane. You can use his real name if you like. You asked me to come in costume. When I wear this, that is his real name. Besides, I don't think I like you people knowing as much as you know already. I'm the last surviving member of the home team who knew August Fenwick was the Red Panda. You uh, had some trouble with tenses there, Captain. You want to tell me what's going on here, or should I kick your teeth in right now? First of all, it isn't Captain anymore. It's major. Yeah, I notice a new costume jewelry. Obviously, I'm super impressed. Not many people could parley their unit getting wiped out into a promotion. Do I start getting some straight answers now, or do I start wiping the walls with you? Yes. Yes what, princess? We're here. Swell. Are you going to answer my question now? No. He is. He who? Prime Minister, allow me to present the flying squirrel. Squirrel? This is Prime Minister William Lyon Mackenzie King. It is an honor to meet you, young lady. Thanks. Listen, I'm sure you're a busy guy, and I don't mean to give offense, but if this is supposed to leave me starstruck, can I just mention that I met the King of Atlantis once? Broke his nose, in fact. I'll keep that in mind. I have asked you here today to discuss a matter of the gravest concern to the future of our country. To ask for your cooperation and your strength in this darkest of hours... And to first and foremost offer my condolences. No. We have debriefed the pilots from the fighter wing that was escorting the plane carrying the Red Panda and Doc Rocket to their mission behind enemy lines. The transport plane was ripped apart by a massive explosion over occupied France. Reports from the ground staff at the airfield suggest that the traitorous home team staff officer... uh, Sullivan, was it? Yes, sir. Sullivan saw the plane off before it took off. Under interrogation, he confirms that he planted the bomb in with the special equipment for the mission. It is ironic that the ring, led by this nightshade, had no idea that the bomb would destroy the Red Panda as well. I understand that they believed they had done so when they killed Archie Fitzroy. A terrible thing. Yeah. Excuse me, Kitten. I have one or two follow-up questions here. I'm sure you must. Describe the explosion, please. Major? The explosion tore apart the tail section of the plane. The fighter wing reports the drop. Plane spun in at a high rate of speed and on fire. The speed of its fall suggests the pilot had little or no control and that the plane made contact with the ground at top speed. I'm sorry. The red panda is dead. Uh Uh-huh. Anybody see a body? Of course not. Okay. 
Where did the plane go down? What? The map coordinates. You're not going after him. The hell I'm not! You think I can't beat what I want to know out of you? What about him? How dare you? Major? If I had a nickel for every time somebody told me that man was dead, doomed, or dying, I could fill our crime lab with gold bars. I'm going after him. Let's entertain this fantasy for a moment. Even if he were alive, you think he'd still be anywhere near the wreckage of that plane? What are you going to do, get out at occupied France and ask around? You ask me to accept that he's dead without any proof? My dear child, in wartime this is often as close to certain proof as we can have. During the last great war, thousands of soldiers were killed without leaving behind a shred of evidence that they had ever lived. They were only known to have died for certain when the war ended and they never came home. We have witnesses and a general idea of what the limits of human tolerance can withstand. What you propose is suicide. You say potato. Our country has lost so much in these last few days. Thousands of men killed or captured at Dieppe. And now the nation's masked heroes wiped out almost to a man. We simply cannot bear to add your loss to theirs. Not my problem. And you can't stop me. I can. No. Major, she is right. We cannot stop her. So how can we persuade you, my dear? The mission you propose has no chance of success. You will die, or worse. We cannot mount a military rescue operation without losing more lives. To say nothing of the fact that we lack your faith, that there is anything left to rescue. What then? The extraction. What? He told me that the mission plan had six separate extraction scenarios, and they all had him home in less than two weeks. Major? That's right, sir. Though he certainly shouldn't have told you that. Yeah, that's right, Major, because I was a security risk around here. You keep those dates, that's all I ask. The Red Panda will find a way to meet one of those pickups, and then you'll see. Sir, I object to risking lives and equipment in a lost cause. If we do as you ask, we can expect your full cooperation with our plans? Your plans? Maybe. I don't know a thing about them. Your demands are based in the notion that the Red Panda is still alive. We disagree, but we'll cooperate on the understanding that you will respond in kind. And your plans assume that he's dead? Yes. I'm not going to like this, am I? Major, when is the first scheduled extraction to be attempted? Tomorrow at dawn, sir. It assumed a total failure of the mission. Well, this certainly qualifies. What do you say, young lady? Shall the Major give the go command? You don't give a gal a lot of choice, do you? Not at all. The Major is in charge of this operation. You will receive your orders from her. Orders? I ain't military personnel. Officially, none of you even exist. There is no record, no paper trail. I didn't even want to see your face, much less know your identity. No sense repeating our mistakes, is there, Major? No, sir. It was very nice meeting you. And again, my deepest condolences. So, what happens now? The Major will explain everything. Swell. All right, stubborn fool. Have it your way. I didn't ask for any of this either, you know. I think I hear them. Just wait here. Ah, uh, there you are, Doctor. Doctor Anna? What the heck are you doing here? Said the girl who led the team of spies right to the door of my secret laboratory. Right. Sorry about that. It's all right. Maybe it's for the best. Spending every day and night in that lab didn't really do my father any good in the end, did it? Maybe not. 
Getting involved with these folks hasn't really done much for my complexion either, but I'm on the hook for a couple of weeks. I don't understand. How's Lieutenant Archer? Funny you should ask. Thank you, Doctor. As you both have gathered, the recent destruction of our home team has necessitated a change in approach in the super services. A change in approach? Sister, you ain't got no super soldiers left. That is not entirely true. Oh, no? That's a nice thought, but Dr. Chronopolis's little girl and me don't make for much of a super team. I don't disagree. But we have two problems. First and foremost, the Nazis have gone on the offensive. The strike against our operatives could have been simple revenge for any number of things. Bringing down Archangel, thwarting von Schlitz's schemes. I don't overlook the possibility of spite as a motivating factor. Some days is all that gets me out of bed in the morning. Like today, for instance. But the very real possibility is that the Germans are preparing for a larger-scale move against Canada. That's crazy! Based on what we know of their conventional forces, yes. But you could fill a library with what we don't know about their secret projects. Dark magic, augmented dinosaur squadrons, teams of telepaths, rumors of their continued attempts to reanimate the dead, travel through time... Make contact with an alien species... Are you shilling for her now? Sorry, I got this speech last night, and she's right. If the Nazis are further ahead than we know on any one of those fronts, we could be in serious trouble. And the Americans just don't have their troops built up yet to the point where we could expect them to ride to our rescue. And yet, with all this gloom and doom, you still find time to harass a girl in a squirrel suit. Speaking as a taxpayer, I'm thrilled. If the Germans have sent this nightshade character to take over Archangel's network, we need to hit her hard and fast before she can get established. Something we failed to do with her predecessor, and look how long it took us to shake him loose as a result. Uh, what do you mean, us? And a very real consideration is the morale of the man in the street. Right across this country, people have looked towards the efforts of our masked heroes for hope, for faith that there are powers greater than their own at work helping to fight off this menace. In addition to their real work, the hope they represented has sold bonds, fired scrap metal drives, kept the war going on the home front. It sounds like such a simple thing, but it would be so much easier for people to give up, to lie down, to give in to the fear that allowed Hitler to sweep over Europe like a plague. The people need heroes. It's a big country, Major, and I'm only one girl. Indeed. The Dieppe story has hit the country hard, and now the papers are starting to put together the fact that so many well-known superheroes are dead. They need something to hang on to. They need the Red Panda. So go get him. He's in France, waiting for you. If you're right, you're right. If not, we have Plan B. Doctor? Holy moly. What did you maniacs do? You know John Doe, of course. Not with that face. The face was the easy part. He was pretty badly damaged in that explosion. But I'm pleased in principle with the upgrades. I'll need to check in for... A Stop talking now. My God. This is the way it has to be, Squirrel. No one knew John Archer. No one knows John Doe. The Red Panda is the public face we need. John? How are you? He hasn't said much. Has he said anything? No. I can't finish configuring his voice until he does. I introduced a new algorithm between his emotive cortex and his language center... It should free up his speech patterns a little, but the sound... Doc, if you give John the Red Panda's voice, too, I will break your little hands. None of this was my idea, you know. 
John, are you in there? I thought you said he'd be up to the job, Doctor. He is. His systems are first rate. With time, I can probably improve on them still more. There's something else wrong. They destroyed his home, Doctor. They murdered his wife. You may have fixed the machine, but the man may be impossibly broken. I don't believe that. He can stand. He can walk. He can fight, and he can win. I know he can. Hi, John. I hope you understand if this is pretty weird for me right now. This wasn't my idea, and I don't like it one little bit. The boss will be back soon, and we can put it behind us. Meanwhile, I'm gonna find the ratsy scum that killed our friends and make them wish they'd never been born. You want to come with? Yes, I'd like that very much. <laughs> You are listening to the Red Panda Adventures from DecoderingTheater.com. Where are we going? Two floors down, third window. You jump from roof to roof pretty good. Can you stick to walls at all? No. Here, take my grapple gun. If you're going to play this part for a couple weeks, we're going to have to fill your pockets with the proper toys. A couple of weeks? Till the boss gets back. They told me that the Red Panda was dead. He ain't. Ah. Everybody else seems to have a little something to say about that. Why do I find ah even more annoying? I am not prepared to argue the point. I have no data to support either possibility. Good. Now when we get in there, let me do the talking. You haven't even told me who we're talking to. Silk Silver. Handles forged credentials for the international spy set, among other things. If you know that, why has he been allowed to continue? Because he rats out all of his customers to us. Not all. What's that? We're here because you suspect that Nightshade and perhaps others in her crew must have secured papers through this silver, correct? Or that he knows where else they might have got them, yeah. Details which he failed to report. This is contrary to the arrangement, yes? Yes, very. If he had played by the rules, they might not have died. Yeah. Then this is where it begins. John? The Major had her reasons for wanting me to play this role. I have my own. You know we're not here to kill Silky, right? I am here to get the information we need to take us to Nightshade. And I don't much care what we have to do to get it. Okay, work with that. For now, you follow my lead, got it? When we get in there, you just find a nice patch of shadow to stand in and loom. Silky will be more afraid of your silence than any threat you could make. I'm not here to threaten. Okay, Sparky, but you remember this. You're on this detail until I say you aren't. I tell the Major that a new red panda has gone psycho and you miss your ticket on the good ship Revenge, capiche? Understood. Good. You know how to work that grapple? Yes. Follow me down. We go in silent. And don't forget, Silky's never broken the rules before. Not because he's honest, because he's scared. If he's feeling brave, there's a good chance he's got some muscle to back him up. This could be a trap. I certainly hope so. That's the spirit. Let's go. Ugh. Something ain't right here. There is no heat signature consistent with a human life form. No, but that smell is plenty consistent with a corpse. Hang on, I got the light. Holy moly. Was this silk silver? It ain't easy to tell. Hang on. This didn't just happen. Mr. Silver has been dead for three days at least. The insect infestation it, is... Uh, is pretty obvious right now, yeah. 
Sorry, I'm trying not to lose my lunch here. Oh, this was silky, all right. They must have killed him right after he handed over Nightshade's papers before he had a chance to rat her out. The Nazis must have suspected him. Or they're taking no chances. Sorry, Silky. I didn't mean it to turn out this way. He was badly beaten and then burned. Yeah. I am not sure that it happened here. What? Based on what I can see, it appears that the burns cover 80% of his body. But there is no apparent fire damage to the rest of the apartment. Close, but no cigar. Look. The paint on the ceiling is curled right here, above the body. They left him where he fell. Then the burns came from a heat source far more controlled than any I am aware of. Hmm. Silk had his coat and shoes on when he died. Going out? Coming in. There's cake dirt on the soles. It was raining pretty good three days ago, wasn't it? So the transaction was handled elsewhere, and someone followed him back here and killed him. He was careless if he was that easily followed. I've got a problem with that, too. I've even known Selkie to spot me tailing him once or twice. So our quarry is more stealthy than you. That narrows the field a good deal. Means we won't learn anything by questioning the neighbors. True or false, we have lost our only lead to Nightshade. Maybe not. Look. A cigarette was extinguished on this shelf. Careless, but why is this illuminating? Silk Silver didn't smoke. He had asthma. Bad. Look around. There isn't even an ashtray in the place. But here's a book of matches by the butt. The Grey Room. Mob nightclub. We closed it over a year ago. A clue? An invitation. Nightshade didn't kill Silk Silver, but whoever she had do it didn't believe that she'd be able to kill the Red Panda. Or knew she wasn't targeting the Flying Squirrel. So he left a trail of breadcrumbs. Nice. What do you say, Sparky? Feel like marching into an obvious death trap? Do I even have to answer? Yeah? Is that any way to speak to your high commander? Very funny, Nightshade. You're sure you're not letting that title go to your head? Don't worry about me, darling. I have a general idea of what the Nazis really think of me. But their money is as good as anyone else's. Is that all you want? Money? Sounds a little lonely to me. Don't get too fresh, sweetness. You'd stand a better chance if you didn't have a death's head mask welted to your skull. I'll bet you say that to all the boys. You are more charming than your reputation. But then, one would almost have to be. When are you going to leave your little trap? No one is coming. It's getting a little sad. Patience is a virtue. No one has ever accused me of being overly virtuous, C.D., Come home now. Not yet. How many times do I have to tell you? I've murdered all the superheroes. Not all. Please. Not the little girl in the gray pajamas again. Ooh, I'm just terrified. <laughs> Must we obsess over a sidekick? The red panda is dead. Not sure I buy that one either. They shot him in the head, Angel. Get over it. But at least two of my operatives are in government custody. Three of you include that little fool, Sullivan. Even with the powerful loyalty that I inspire, they must have heard the name Nightshade by now. I prefer to circle the wagons for the time being. Circle away. 
I have one last piece of business to attend to. I should have known better than to recruit a supervillain. Never around when you need one. When all the heroes are dead, a supervillain is the ultimate weapon. Not if he doesn't come when you call. Are you there? I can sense something. She's coming. I can feel it. If you insist, make it quick. I want you back here in an hour. And don't bring me any prisoners. I have no intention of reciting my plans to anyone and letting them escape. Spoil sport. I'll call you back when it is done. I see you found the lump of coal I left for your stocking flying squirrel. The Crimson Death. Why am I not surprised to see you turn rutsy? Uh-uh. Boomerangs are so pedestrian. Besides, they're awfully hard to use when you can't see what you're throwing at. Still using the vapor's invisibility, huh, Pookie? Vapor nothing. This power is mine. Little easier to use those boomerangs when you shoot your mouth off. Yes, I suppose that it must be. <laughs> I ain't fallen for that one. You're throwing your voice now. Indeed I am. And don't bother with those infrared goggles. I'll just set a few small fires to throw them off. Say, around all the exit points. <laughs> oh boy, you're going to make a great Nazi stooge. Look at you. You've got a swell skill set for a sneak thief and a coward, but you'll never make a big bad soldier. So who wants to be one? Soldiers get themselves killed. They get shot in the head, just like your red panda did. Funny Nightshade didn't use her pet supervillain for that job. Disposable personnel only. You'll learn nothing from them. I learned enough to bring me here. Because I left you a trail. Nightshade didn't think you'd be a problem. I don't think she takes other girls all that seriously. But I knew you better. Smoke's getting a little thick, isn't it, Squirrel? I'd worry about yourself first. Why is that? You can't escape. You can't find me. And I can take you out whenever I'm done playing. <laughs> See? So what could I possibly have to fear? That she didn't come alone. The Red Panda! I knew it! I knew it couldn't be that easy. And yet you smile. Of course! Imagine what my reward will be when I kill you myself. That will be no easy task, Crimson Death. How can you hit what you cannot find? Ah! No! But how? Your invisibility is based on mental projection. It has no effect on me. Since when? How did you... Am I stronger than you remember, Crimson Death? Faster? You'll find that many things have changed, including the rules. Ah! All right, tough guy. Laugh off a firestorm. <laughs> no! No! Why won't you burn? We've got to get out of here. The whole building is going to come down. I understand. This ends now, Crimson Death. What are you doing? What are you doing? No! What did you do? Crushed his spine. He is alive. You 
You paralyzed him? His powers are useless now. Let him throw his voice from a hospital bed. This place is going to come down, and if he dies, we've lost our only lead. Then you'd better get him clear. I have a call to make. What? Go! Well, you still can. Operator? Operator, I need you to tell me the last number to connect to this line. I beg your pardon? It is a matter of national security. Oh, you poor dear. You don't think I would be silly enough to use a public telephone, did you? This is a private line. Nightshade. My, you are very good, aren't you? But you have me at a disadvantage. You are not my pet villain. Where is he? Looks like you have a job opening. He was right, wasn't he? This is the man in the mask. I will find you. We can follow this wire. I'll be gone when you get here. You know I will. You will answer for what you have done, Nightshade. Crime never pays, is that it? Justice will have its due, that kind of thing? Don't waste my time. We are beyond crime and justice, you and I. Nice manners for a more civilized time. There is nowhere you can run and nowhere you can hide, and this will end with my hands around your throat, Nightshade. The Red Panda swears it! There you are. I was looking all over for you. I don't know why I didn't expect to find you staring moodily over the skyline, here. What is it? It's a radio ring, in case I need to find you in less than three hours sometime. How is he? The Crimson Death? You paralyzed him, how do you think he is? You disapprove. I don't know how I feel about... about a lot of things. I know that if you're going to keep wearing that mask, you have a lot to learn. I don't think I have much choice. It doesn't come off. What? The doctor had never seen him without it. She also didn't suppose I needed a secret identity. I can remove the whole face more easily than the mask. Listen, John. I'm sorry about what happened to Anne. I'm sorry about what has happened to all of us. Do you... I mean... You got some place to go? I'm supposed to report for maintenance. Do you need any? No. I think they intended to keep me on a short leash. Not while you're playing the Red Panda. It ain't in character. You can crash at the lair if you like. The boss won't mind. Thank you. Did they learn anything from Nightshade's headquarters? Mm, She beat it in a heck of a hurry. Left behind some files that didn't burn, and most of her operating budget in the form of stacks and stacks of counterfeit bills, thank you very much. We bagged a bunch of little fish. The Major's boys are all over them. I don't much like handing over evidence and getting assignments. Nor do I. Not anymore. If we're to find Nightshade... We'll have to run our own investigation. Then you've got even more to learn. And I've got a cave full of case files that can help get you started. But while you're wearing that mask, you play by his rules. If you had died, what rules would he play by? Okay. Let's jump off that building when we come to it. In the meantime, they put you in that suit because the people need the red panda. So I suggest we show him off a little. Ever beat up a purse snatcher? Once or twice. Very satisfying, as I recall. It really is. Especially when they have an accident at the very sight of you. Let's go. But you follow my lead and don't get creative. I will do my best to comply. The phrase you're searching for just now is, Yes, boss. Yes, boss. <laughs> <laughs> 
And so concludes another adventure of the Red Panda! This recording and the story, characters, and situations contained therein are the exclusive property of their creator and copyright holder, Greg Taylor, and are produced and distributed by Decoder Ring Theater through arrangement with him. These recordings may not be rebroadcast or redistributed by any means for any reason without express permission. Until next time, when Decoder Ring Theater brings you the further thrilling adventures of Canada's greatest superhero, this is Stephen Burley reminding you DecoderRingTheater.com is your address to adventure! The Red Panda Adventures, episode 73, From the Ashes, was written and directed by Greg Taylor with original music by Andrea Lyons and featured the vocal talents of Hero Van Harten, Peter Nickel, Julie Tripp, Stephen Burley, Andrea Lyons, Christopher Mott, and Clarissa Janetterlanden. Until next time, for all of us here, good night. Ah, Saturday's Story Circle in the Mutual Audio Network. A time for the family to gather together and enjoy tales filled with adventure, humor, and fun. Speaking of family-friendly, have you listened to Bells in the Bathroom? Catch it on Friday Follies and every other week on Sunday Showcase. It's a time for the family to gather together and enjoy tales filled with stinky puns, odd characters, and bizarre plots, such as they are. Bells in the Bathroom on the Mutual Audio Network. It will have your family going around in circles.